welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hello, hello. And Mama Kay. Hey, everyone. And tonight we are getting loose. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Who song? Who sang that song? Um, get loose, doo doo, kick off your Sunday shoes. Or footloose. Oh. Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're reviewing Loose. In case that, was not not, that did not make any sense. Not Footloose. No, no, okay, now we're confusing people. No, we're reviewing Loose, the film from 2019. Uh, Mal actually recommended we do this about six or seven months ago. She's like, oh, yeah. this is coming out next month. Let's do this. I'm like, that is not coming out anywhere. <laughs> like, And she's like, no, it's coming out of Toronto. I'm like, none of us can get to the TIFF to this weekend. So we, oh, uh, we I had didn't to know wait. this was in theaters. It really wasn't. It went to a few very small select theaters, but um, that's why we didn't do it last year. It was a 2019 film, and it's a it's the kind of movie we would ordinarily, you know, do, but it it didn't go very wide. So it went somewhere near up- us because I the reason I knew about it is because I had a workmate who uh, came in one morning just gushing and asking like, "You're gonna do this, right?" And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> "Let me look it up." So I don't know. Maybe oh. she was in Toronto. At the well, six festival. months later, we. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know how she how she saw. It. I mean, you guys are in Maine. I don't know. You guys aren't exactly the premier central, but um, her husband's a screenwriter. Yeah. That probably helps. Yeah, that you know. Yeah, why like, oh, you didn't see show? it at at the at the producer's uh, living room? No, we did not see it in the producer's living room. Yeah, no one invited um, me. So, do you guys know much about the... I mean, okay, you wanted to do it originally, and once I came available, I was like, oh, let's do it. I, I was somewhat interested. Do you guys know the story at all before going in, or pretty blind? Any? The only thing any... I knew was that you told me I'd probably like it, and I had said, okay. Well, after the slog that has been the beginning of this year, I think we right needed to... There's been a couple of good little bright spots here and there, but mostly since we finished the 2019 films, it's been... Um, it's been a little rough. We were we were spoiled with all those delicious Oscar movies for the last quarter of the year, and now we're we're getting back into into the the no goods. Um, okay, do you know much? Um, I knew the premise of it. I didn't really. I, I didn't delve into it once we figured it wasn't wide release. So I kind of let it, you know, go by the wayside a little bit. But I mean, I just I knew the premise. I didn't really dig into it. So I was surprised yep, about by a lot. I'm about where you were. I knew the very base premise, which I'll read off here, but it, uh, yeah, it says it has, it's more than you'd think it'd be off the top. An all-star high school athlete and accomplished debater, Luce, played by Kelvin Harrison Jr., is a poster boy for the new American dream, as are his parents, Naomi Watts and Tim Roth, who adopted him for a, from a war-torn country a decade earlier. When Luce, but when Luce's teacher, played by Octavia Spencer, makes a shocking discovery in his locker, Luce's stellar reputation is called into question. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the first ten minutes or so. So, and I will not review any more of that because it goes places. If you have not seen Luce, haven't heard about Luce, it's a uh, it's it's an interesting film. It's on Hulu. If anyone wants to go check it out before we spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance feel of the movie. Gave you guys the broad strokes there at the beginning, um, but it's kind of like a plot point to a plot point. It gets starts with uh, the fireworks being innocuously placed into a locker, and we cut to Luce Edgar, who is the, the athlete student debater who is from the war-torn country at the beginning, repeating myself here a little bit, but... Um, he and uh, his parents who adopted him are at his debate or not debate his speech. He's like a very, a very big deal at his school. Um, was it a, was it a, um, uh, it wasn't like a valedictorian or salutatorian kind of speech. It was, I don't really know exactly what the, what the speech was, was going no, on. No, but it was, there. it's in that vein. It was, you know, kind of in that vein yeah. of those kind of speeches. Yeah. He's, he's important to the school. He's a smart kid. He's, he's, he's a, he's a star. Um, but, him and his teacher though, Harriet Wilson, that's Octavia Spencer's character have somewhat of a contentious relationship. We f- kind of feel that out here in the beginning. Uh, we get a little taste of the adoptive parents. That's, uh, Naomi Watts and Tim Roth's characters. Um, and it's, it's really hard to talk about the plot because basically it's like kind of tense scene to tense scene. It, start, yeah, starts it, really this fireworks. It, it starts over this fireworks thing because uh, Octavia Spencer's character finds it in Luce's locker and it kicks right. off a series of events of is Luce 
you know, did he, did he really put those there? And then there's a, there's there's a girl who there's a sexual assault thing. There's one of Luce's friends who's not as stellar of a of a of a student as he is, so he gets kind of put down. He loses his scholarship because of marijuana found by none other than Octavia Spencer's character. Um, Harriet. And the par- Harriet, yes, and yeah. uh, and and the parents have to deal with. Uh, knowing this information and questioning their son, the parents have their own contentious little thing because of kids and conceiving and the adoption that they had to do and the trauma they had to go through with him to, to, to clear his head. He was a child soldier in a war-torn country. It's a terrible backstory. Um, yeah. And then a lot of these things connect, and it's a kind of a mind game, and it's uh, it's, it's kind of hard to explain the plot, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, but, okay, <laughs> what do you think of the plot of Loose? I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I mean, from the time you don't know from the opening scene that those are fireworks in that in in the uh, the brown bag. You don't know what it mm-hmm. is, but you know it's important because it's being placed there, and you can't see who's doing it. Um, so you're like, okay, this is you know. I always look at a movie and think of what are the clues? What am I following here? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it it goes from. And it, for me, and maybe I'm kind of dull or something, but I was kept guessing about what was going on pretty much the whole time. I was like, okay, she's telling the truth. No, he's telling the truth. She's a liar. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. He's a liar. He's a really good liar. You know? Um, <laughs> and and I thought... Yeah, he's a very fast runner. <laughs> he is, actually, right? Yeah. Um, and I think until the very end, I didn't really... I was still, I, I was still team. I'm not sure. So, um, mm, interesting. Yeah. And I also like, I, I do like the little, there is the little sub story of the, the adoptive parents who, um, don't have any biological children. And it seems like it's a choice rather than, uh, well, it's one of their couldn't... choice for sure. Well, right. That they couldn't have children. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's one of those situations where the adoption was their only option. It seemed like that. The, you know, the dad, well, not seem like the dad really, really wants kids and really likes babies. They kind of pounded that home a little hard, I thought, but we, we got it. We got it. He really wanted, he likes babies. Um, I didn't get it and, as much until the second watch, honestly. Maybe it's because I was following the tense, the, the A story so much that I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. But I, yeah, you know, I he saw, was really shown in that baby shower or whatever when he was, was. Like, obsessed with that kid. They put yeah. little droplets in before that, but that's the scene where you're like, oh, well, they have their own yeah. little thing. Yeah. Well, and he's the one that wanted to go to the baby shower. She's like, fine, if you want to do it. I don't even know what this is. They had a name for it that wasn't baby shower. It was like, right. I don't know what it was. But, um, and she was not wanting to go. And she seems like the, you know, she seems like the big breadwinner in the family. Am I wrong? I think she's a doctor, right? Pediatrics, yeah. Maybe. yeah, pediatrics of some sort, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's a pe- and she, maybe I can't tell if she works in a clinic or a hospital or whatever, but it seems really odd that you would have a pediatrician that maybe makes the actual choice that she just doesn't want to have biological children and that she just, they decide to, at some point, they obviously agree to adopt this boy, but uh, the man is Do we even get reticent. a glimpse of if Tim Roth's character, uh, Peter, does he have a job? Is he, I, I, you, you're saying this he now, is, I'm like, he, I didn't even think about he that goes the whole away movie, some... there's so much other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't he, really care about. I didn't think about if he had a job or not. I didn't think about it except for in the context that she did. And she, you know, because she really did wear the pants in the family and he was a a lesser person because of it. And she sort of treated him that way. Not, not overtly, you know, abusive or anything, but, um, and then as soon as he had a chance to sort of dig into her, he did. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when that happens in a movie, sort of out of nowhere, you don't believe it, but man, did I believe it? I really was like, Ooh, you know, these, this is not the first time they've argued about this. And the way that they argue about it is just so succinctly. It's sort of like, fuck you. Well, fuck you. You know, I was like, <laughs> what? Okay. So now it's time to go take a shower together. I don't know. I, that part I was a little lost on, but, um, <laughs> it's movies, yeah. a sophisticated battle of fuck yous. I know. I, I wish I watched <laughs> really this is. again. <laughs> Like a second I know. before we did this. You, you should. I mean, it's there's you it, you will like it better. I liked it a lot when I first saw it, and I was like, we got to do it. And then I saw it again today. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this is really this is actually really really good. 
I do think that once you know uh, what happens at the or I guess if we agree about what happens at the end, um, that you probably it changes a lot the of beginning a lot. That, it really does. Yeah, that you can pick up about what's going on. There's also, I mean, we talk about the teacher, but she's an integral part in this. She's also like a tertiary. She has a tertiary story that goes on with uh, her sister who. Yeah. I think he's she's bipolar or schizophrenic or something um, like that, and she yeah, has borderline bipolar. something like that. Yeah, and um, so there's that uh, storyline that's going on too. So it, there there aren't any perfect people in this movie, and that makes it really yummy to watch. You know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no clear cut. What are you talking about? Luce is the perfect person. <laughs> Uh, or okay. is he? <laughs> and then his name is Luce. They named him because she. I, I felt like this was a little weak, but that the mom could never figure out how to pronounce his Eritrean name, so they named him Luce, which means the light. I mean, how how does that set a kid up? Like you know, you're the light. You're the chosen one. You're you know, you're all mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And so, and that's what it. That's what it you know boils down to is you've got these pe- these parents that want this really great perfect kid and he seems set up to be able to do that um and you just go on this journey of only it's only a few days right i mean i don't think it lasts very long no it's got to be a couple days like it can't be more than a week or two really but it's a lot you know um and then the sub story about what's happening with his girlfriend ex-girlfriend situation Mm -hmm. um yeah i liked the plot of this movie i i found it refreshing and challenging to watch not challenging as in like oh i can't watch this challenging as in what's going on um i'm gonna give the plot of this movie a four and a half what do you got jess yeah i really enjoyed it too and i think you described it perfectly when you said it was tension scene versus tension scene and the next tension scene because the entire movie you're just like oh like it is so much tension that's it there's no like happy <laughs> heartfelt moments or just like something that was really funny or just i don't know a slow scene it was all just like oh, what's going on here um but i i really like this they and the characters were so good i think that was the best part of it and i i really wish i watched this again so i get more clarity because i was i was confused not because like i didn't get it but i'm just like I need to like watch this with a magnifying glass or something because I feel like <laughs> some of the motivations I was like, wait, why did he say that? Or like, I don't get what she was trying to say or what actually happened. It's kind of like we didn't get all the details within all of the dialogues and stuff was missing. Um, but that's just the nature of the movie. And um, we did a really good job at that. It, it is. And just you would a hundred percent benefit from a second watch. Cause I, I felt a little bit like you in the first time uh, where like, I was like, Oh, why is, why is this person talking to this person now? And wait, what, what's their connection to this over here? Second time through ev- like the, a good example. Um, uh, the fireworks and the, the, the whole thing that the fireworks on the locker loses excuse for why they might not be his is because the buddies share lockers. Sometimes the dad calls bullshit. The mom wants to believe him. One of the characters, I didn't even realize it the first time I watched it when like they're all hanging out in the, in the locker or in the hallway. One of them's like, dude, can I drop my stuff off in your locker? And he's like, dude, go get your own. He's like, no, it's so far away. Like they actually do mention that. And then there's a bunch oh, of other little things. Yeah. Like that. I definitely missed that the first time around. I did too. I, I caught that. And so that was my whole, actually, that was almost the basis of me holding on to my thought about what was actually going on in the movie for so long is because that was mm-hmm. set up right at the very beginning. Right. And then when he said that it's not mine, and I'm like, well, you know, of course, they're like, every kid says it's not theirs. But I'm like, but yeah, but we already heard him talking to somebody about Sharon Locker. So mm-hmm. and we, didn't, yeah, we so dropped it. That there's other characters, other kid characters in here who could have motivation, the girlfriend, the, the Deshaun character, or like, you know. The, the teacher herself there we don't know yeah yeah so yeah. i kind of thought someone accused him of, of well one of my thoughts was okay maybe a kid actually did put it in his locker and they're trying to get back at him or just they don't like him they want him to get expelled but then loose never acted like it's not mine like what what do you mean like that's totally not mine he didn't act anything like that um so i'm like okay it, it probably is his then the whole time I'm suspecting loose because I missed that one little thread and mm. I never stop. And I'm it, it, the movie at times. I mean, there's a bunch of parties involved, but the main parties are loose and Harriet. 
they're the two that are at odds and the whole time, and they're the ones who have the big cathartic explosion at the end of the movie. That's like the climax of the movie. All the other players, you know, have to jump sides and tell their stories, and it's all integral. But those are the those are the the protagonist and the antagonist. You know, you can argue who's who. Um, right. But yeah, I, first yeah, time watching this, I, that's basically it. Who do you believe? Yeah, you know. and for the first time watching it, I'm I'm like Jess, and I probably would have given this like a four or a four or five. Second time around, I can't really not give this a five. It's airtight. Wow. It's really it's really <laughs> tight. It is a tight tight. Like I was when I was watching this the second time, I'm like, this is like Usual Suspects level tight. Like this is really good. <laughs> this is, we haven't this had is, a solid Cinco in I don't think this year yet, right? Not in twenty. I mean, not unless you count like 1917 and like all those night 2019 films we did at the beginning of the January. No. What a bright spot this has been in uh, the beginning of 2020, <laughs> and it's still a 2019 yes. film, but um, it's so tight. And let's talk about the characters now, because the characters are complex and interesting, and I, I like, I, I mean, our, our lead is loose, Harriet's our secondary, Amy and Peter are also very important, Deshaun mm-hmm. is, his, is his friend, uh, Stephanie is the girl who, uh, you know, we have the scene with her later about the sexual assault. Um, and then who else we have? Rosemary is the sister, the, the, the mentally disturbed sister. Dan Towson yeah. is the principal, a uh, lesser the character, principal, but still yeah. there. And then a couple other yeah. smaller characters. I think that covers them mostly. Jess, what do you think of the characters? I, I think I said before, the characters are the best part of this. Um, I'm going to give it a four or five. I think uh, the mom was my favorite character until she um, lied at the parent-teacher meeting and said that, oh, we never, good never gave scene? me the... Uh, I know, I did not yeah. see that coming at all. But it, but it works so well. It, it makes yeah. it so good. <laughs> it does. Because at first she was totally accusatory of Luce. Like, she thought that after the meeting, the first meeting she had with um, Harriet, that, like, Luce was a total suspect. And then the dad was like, no, nah, he didn't do it. And then she, like, slowly thinks that he did do it. And she's convinced that he did it. And then she goes into protective mode and, right. like, is like, yeah, I know he did it. But, like, he's my son and, like, he has a bright future and I'm not going to mess this up for him. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so It's so tense. Ugh, I mean, the- all the care. I, I really liked Octavia Spencer, as always. Um, I don't think I've ever disliked her in anything. Uh, she did... I even, I liked her and Ma. Um, I oh, oh Ma's great. Ma's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I mean she did such a good job as a teacher. Um, I think there's still some parts I'm a little like iffy about, but I think I'd have to watch it again. Like you said, like I didn't see her or understand her picking at Stephanie or why she was picking at Stephanie um, while she was teaching. I can so, kind of explain some of that. Maybe Mom okay can't too. But second, like like I said, second time around, a little more clear. Yeah, and I like the dad, too, because I like the tension that um, the mom and the dad have. So I think I agree with you, Mama K. So I think at first I thought that the dad totally wore the pants because when the mom came home with the information from the first parent-teacher conference, he kind of dictated that fight. But then towards the end, when she got into defensive mode, she was like, this is my family. We're doing it my way. (laughs) And he was like, I must protect my house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, she Kevin McAllister then. Alright, Stephanie's really hard to read. Um, she just seemed like that innocent girl that, and uh, she got abused too, so she has that going through her mind. Um, but it wasn't until the end of the movie I realized that she basically is manipulated, manipulated by everything that Luce tells her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. And, she could be no the most sympathetic character. Again, not a not a not a character without flaws, but she might be the most sympathetic character. Yeah. Um the Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, interesting. We're gonna disagree. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. who did I miss? Uh Deshaun. I mean, he doesn't get as much play as the others, but he actually does have like an integral integral piece to all this. Yeah. yeah. Um so again, he's not in the movie too much, but I, I get his standpoint, like he he had, um Octavia or I'm sorry Harriet really had it out for him. So did she j- sabotage his chance of a scholarship because she really wanted to make sure that Luce got it? I think that's part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, the, the, we they yeah. have their big explosion fight at the end, which I guess I, I'll we'll save that for Resins to feel the 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 Luce Harriet confrontation after everything has gone down. Yeah, and I think Luce, I uh he got under my skin so much because he played that kid that's like. 
what are you talking about? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I yep. hated him. Him, <laughs> but we all know. Just like, you, you are this annoying kid that you just want to like rattle. And then when he does this stupid stuff, where he's like, um, when he's like, I think um, Mrs. Wilson is just going through some hard times with uh, her sister. I think yeah. she's just a little bit confused and needs to like go home or whatever. Like, uh, I hate when he does stuff like that. And basically, him ninety percent of the time, like acting super super innocent and naive when like he's underneath the entire thing mm-hmm. but i mean he, that's effective <laughs> because that's the character he's supposed to be and he oh, does it well because yeah. it got under my skin so much yeah and he's the character that has all of the all of the the adults fooled like except for harriet like yeah right. he's like that manipulative sweet talker it's like that you know that yeah. mm-hmm. boyfriend you want or ex or whatever you just want to stay away from you're like no <laughs> Oh, are you Stephanie Kim, Jess? Oh, definitely not. But I know I've been. I didn't think so. Yeah, but um, I've had a lot of friends who've had uh, boyfriends like him, and I've just been like, why? Get this guy away. Yeah, but he's so smooth. I don't know that I've seen smooth like that. What do you got? Okay, what do you think of the characters? Yeah, I thought the characters, I mean, we're only with them for a short period of time, but I really felt they were so fleshed out that, you know, I couldn't, it, it was hard to find flaws, actually. Uh, I actually found the Stephanie characters super annoying. Um, I right, didn't elaborate, because I'm curious, uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know, I mean, maybe, maybe upon a second viewing, I might feel different, but um, I don't, I don't know that. I find the only I find it highly improbable that the mom is going to that Luce's mom is going to want a meeting with this girl without Luce knowing about it. I understand at the end I I understand Stephanie's motivation for going cuz she's setting the scene for uh you know for him, but it was just it it was a that was a tad unbelievable um, you know, I think the mom is one of those, she's as much as she tries to be sort of aloof and, and everything she is, she's a helicopter mom and she, and they had their hands full raising, you know, this child of, of war, basically. Um, part of the, so it part really of the depends her, how her she worded that Facebook message. How she worded, oh, mean, to, to her originally. Yeah. She could have been like, oh, I heard like you got, I don't know. You were called out <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think that would probably not have gone over as well. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I think she like she did it in a very maternal way that Stephanie saw no harm meeting up with her. I believe it's because yeah. of her. Like, I, I totally buy that this parent would do this. Like, this is the kind of mom who would do this based on, you know, not first of all, not everyone would choose to adopt a a, a child soldier from another country, and the way she treats Luce right. and the kind of kid Luce is. I yeah, I buy that that she would she would do this. Yeah, I just don't know how, I mean, she doesn't know this person, so she has no idea, and she clearly has no idea, how connected he, she is to, to him, and, uh, I mean, the information that happens during their meeting and that gets doled out to her is really important, and it sets the scene for what I thought was the creepiest scene of the movie was when <laughs> she followed Luce later on into the park, <laughs> and somehow there's this weird little, um, shed, love shack. shack in the park you know? love shack. Um, yeah and it winds up being the love shack and she sees them together and she's laying down and she looks backwards and she can see the mom and mm-hmm. i am just like <laughs> why was that scene I'm so fucking... long it, like, we watched them lock eyes for a good like 10 seconds well why did it seem long it was long because she was like this you've been had like this is this is the real real and and that wait, you, know, wait, wait. you think Stephanie going... was in on it and like tricking her? Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, what would that? What? Mean? Otherwise, what would that mean? I I thought otherwise, Stephanie why would she really that? see I have my own opinion. And it was just would... the mom that saw her. No. No, she saw her. No. Wait, wait. She saw her. Jess, what do you do? You think Stephanie was in on it with Luce at the end here? Why do you think she met with the mom? She met with the mom because Luce wanted her to. Oh, from Luce's phone or from her own account? No, I think it's from hers. No, I but... think. But at the yeah. end, do you think that in the whole time Stephanie was in on it with Luce? Yes. Oh, no. I thought she just agreed to whatever Luce told her to do. Okay. But yeah. I didn't think they they made like a whole plan. I thought like Luce was just using her. Yeah, I agree with that. I, when you say, yeah, when in on it doesn't mean that she was like. Oh, yeah, no, they weren't both planning played. it, but I think Luce would just sweet talk Stephanie and say, hey, can yeah. you spray paint this or can you do this? And she was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 
But I mean, so when, they, they were definitely but in she's on a, it together. And she's then, a vic like she's a hardcore victim though. Like she like it, in the um in the the the, the one to, the frappuccino scene you're talking about the one that you, you had the hardest time buying into she she tells us this thing and she's like at the beginning kind of like doesn't want to talk about it and but like puts it off in like a cutesy way and then when she starts actually talking about it she 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 gets like real intense and she starts crying and then and I didn't notice it the first time it's just such a small little thing but at the very end of the thing she she like snaps out of it for a second wipes her tears away and she goes ugh gross <laughs> like like yeah like, no i saw that the first like time. it was like a moment of clarity I... and then she snaps back into her no loose is loose is great loose did everything for me and like so when you say in on it i don't think i think she's like hypnotized is the wrong word but like she's been we talked about another episode recently stockholm syndrome she's been stockholm syndrome by this guy well yeah everybody has everyone has been fooled that this guy is like the second coming and then the best thing since sliced bread and People do things for him that you wouldn't do for just your average person, whether you're doing it because you think he's so great or because he's just so charismatic like that. You know, I don't know what it is. I can't I can't because he just he runs the gamut. He can get it feels like anyway that he could get anybody from any like if he had if there were 12 of the different groups at school, he could get one from every group to do something for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little bit. Um, I know we're still talking about characters here. I his character is just creepily. He's spot on. This kid, whoever is this this actor is somebody somebody junior, is Kelvin Harrison Junior. I just remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's been yeah, a couple other smaller movies is, that I like. He's 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 on the come up. This is the best thing I've seen him in by far. But he is really good in this, and he has to have. I mean, part of it is obviously the material. The material's good. He's good. All the supporting actors. Oh yeah, the, um, the writing's perfect. This is a perfect storm. This do, is, yeah. yeah. So I mean, working all of that working in tandem is great. How, still, having said that, Stephanie's one of my problem. She's just a problem character for me. I don't. I'm not sure where to. I don't know what to do with her and yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, his friend D. Deshaun. D. Deshaun. Deshaun. Yeah. I mean. I I actually feel really bad for him. You know, I, I feel like, you know, he's the guy where he's he's the guy where it's always like if you have that friend who's the one who's always getting all the kudos and everything and then you're the ne- you're the next guy, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and because, you know, his story has to is his story makes the teacher it makes uh, Harriet's story more believable that she's finding things in lockers. But Harriet is the queen of fucking going through people's lockers for no goddamn <laughs> reason. Is. So I don't, you know, that part is like Harriet wants I don't to keep, know, the, in, keep the order. I know. Well, I know. I feel like <laughs> yes. I feel like it's a little uh, Bong Joon Ho here, but it's like that's only a good. I thing don't in know. My eyes. <laughs> you can't reference Bong Joon Ho and be negative. <laughs> Right, and I get why she wants to keep the keep the order. Her her life is clearly outside of school is chaotic, and and she has this sister that's very uh, needy, and she doesn't really deal with it well. And um, we get one of the more visceral scenes of of a movie that I've seen in a while when the sister comes in and oh, and yeah. she just goes crazy in the school and winds up taking all of her clothes off and of course everyone's filming it and the useless principal's like i want all those phones on my desk in <laughs> the five seconds <laughs> he's yeah, such an ineffectual like, high school principal <laughs> said every principal ever you know i felt like that was pretty but i mean he was pretty accurate no lie. no everyone's spot um, on yeah everyone is spot on and so you know and she has this happen and you know um Harriet has this happen in front of everybody and she is just, she seems not unaffected by it, but like, okay, this is my life. This is my sister doing this crazy shit thing in front of all this. And I guess I'm going to have to go back to class and start talking about, you know, world history again. And, um, then also drink a fifth of something, but none of that is done to excess. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like you see people drinking, you see, you know, kids smoking and all of it seems so realistic. Yeah, that it's it never goes off the rails. Crazy. It's all within the realm of realism. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that, that way about the characters. And a lot of times characters for me, they're either underplayed or overplayed. And I think these were just like, you know, just well played. 
fought. Oh, God, so good. <laughs> so good. And all, and there wasn't a wasted scene. I mean, the, the, when they're walking to in the park and they're going, I mean, part of why the plot's a five. A it's so economical. It's an hour and 50 minutes and nothing's wasted. <laughs> there's no fat. Nothing's wasted, but there's a lot of things that you can point out that you're like, Oh, I forgot about. It. Like the car wash scene was really good. And it wasn't, a throwaway scene at all. Everything no, has we needed a his, meaning, you know. Deshaun the, and Luce's relationship developed, and it's perfect, just the right amount of developed, and the, the dialogue's just, great, and the acting's yeah. great. Like, it's just everything's, yeah. every scene is amazing. And they didn't, and they didn't, and it wasn't like they just had them talking in a hallway. You know what I mean? No. They actually had something going on, and like, this is just like, what, who is doing this? This is pretty amazing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the characters, I'm gonna give them a four and a half. So, um, yeah, the characters, we're running hard, but that's, I figured we would on this one. Um, I think it boils down to me because I think we've established everyone's great. Everything's really great, like across the board in this. I want to talk about Luce versus Harriet because that's what the the main yes. conflict. I mean, there's bigger themes, there's bigger ideas, there's subplots that tie into the main plot, but the big the big thing that keeps the movie going is Luce versus Harriet. And it sounds like Monica, you were not sure. It to trust loose until the end when we know the end, you know, as well as we can. And Jess, it sounds like you were more like me. To trust him or to not trust him? Well, so I guess whose side are you guys on and when do you join that side? And when, like, are you always on one person's side? Do you flip flop? Because I'm telling no. you right now for yes. me, within the first five minutes and for the rest of the movie, I'm on Team Harriet and I never, I never waver. I am always on her side. Um, the introduction to her sister only bolsters my uh, position uh i never find her reasoning outrageous or un- unacceptable or she she is the order person she want there she sees the world in a way and loose even says that she she thinks everyone belongs in a little box and everything has to be this certain way and i'm like yeah she's kind of right like and, and when they have their big confrontation at the end i'm like oh it's such a it's it's a painful yet gratifying moment for for me on Team Harriet this whole time. Uh, Jess, are you, how do you feel about this push pull? What are you consistently on one side or another? Do you flip? Yeah, no, I'm on Harriet's side too. I just obviously didn't like how she um, ratted Deshaun out and called the police for having weed in his locker. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I'm on her side, and it's just crazy all the stuff that happened to her, and she made. Like, Luce planned everything out to make her look so stupid, and then at the end made her look like a terrorist. So, uh, she's, I definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you on uh, her side from the beginning, or do you, or just do you come around, or? Um, no, I think, like, the conversation that Harriet and, um, Amy had at the beginning, I think Harriet was pretty fair about it. She didn't mm-hmm. tell anyone about the explosives. But now that I think about it, I'm like, why did she give them back to the mom? I would have just, I don't know what I would have done with it. But now it's like, why would you just give them back? Well, we find out that she was kind of on, she tried to be on his side in her way and Luce didn't really want it that way. But Ma, okay, what do do you, how do you feel about the the push-pull? I was back and forth most of the time. I think in the beginning, I was Team Loose. You don't have a movie called Loose and not call it Light and have it come from this guy who was from a war-torn country and he was a you know child soldier and not have it be this sunshiny movie about his new life in America. <laughs> That's like, you sold me a bill of goods and now you're pulling it out from underneath me, Yeah, asshole. They never made um, it seem like he had, like, they talked about him being in therapy and stuff, but they, in the movie, they never showed him having, like, any sign of emotional trauma or any, like, PTSD or anything. No, because, yeah, Naomi Watts, in that first scene that you were talking about, she's like, we did it, we dealt with it, and clearly there's... I mean, I I I want to say it's definitely influenced how his worldview is at this point. I mean, he's clearly pretty well adapted, but he's also kind of a sociopath. Like he's got, he's just like like he's he's absolutely a sociopath. he is, but like I you mean, don't think he he is until you you put all the pieces together. It's not obvious. I, I get the feeling real early on, like like just like you say in every scene where he's like, oh, like not, not, I'm not doing anything wrong, like I'm just trying to have this conversation with you, and he all the while, you know, like he plays it so perfectly you're like, you you know, we both know that you're that you're doing this exactly. right now, but but you, you won't let <laughs> yeah. on, and the and the principal and the other teachers are too dumb to realize it, so like, I'm just gonna keep getting away with it, like I think the first time that he and Harriet were alone together and talking is when I knew I need, I, my heart didn't want to believe it, but my head knew that, oh man, this kid is so good, but he is bad news. <laughs> um, yep. 
but then you know but then sometimes i mean i've seen octavia spencer play some pretty diabolical characters i was all like i don't know she got this whole family thing going on and maybe they've got a little bit of crazy in the whole family and she was she was so stalworthy and just like uh we're playing by my rules and the fact that she was trying to call out stephanie in class all the time really bothered me so I, I I think that was supposed to bother me so that I didn't really want to beat jump on her. Team I think it is away. too that and um, her and her and I think Jess said it her, uh, you know, not ratting, but discovery and uh, turning into Sean, basically like yeah. Luce is right in that she does see the world in black and white categories and black and white. And she, yeah. you know, like the, the Stephanie, the, the war gets around about her, about her, you know, the, her being sexually assaulted by those boys and, she is what I think she is trying to do is be is push on it for her to come forward and speak out so this doesn't happen to other women, kind of like the come forward and speak out. But she's not doing it in like yeah, a but... this is a safe space. She's doing it in like this is your obligation. You have to do this. It's it, you were yeah. you are being bad oh, okay. if you are not coming forward. Yeah. Does that make sense, Jess? Come on, sixteen. Yeah, yeah now that makes come sense. Out to save Why the world. She's doing that? It's yeah. like the like the friendly like yeah. it's okay. It's like um you know like the the me too like come forward speak up. It's okay. It's happened to a lot of us. But she's. She has that sentiment, but she doesn't come off that way. She comes off as like, no, it's your duty to come forward because if you don't, you are now harming. You need to do this. It's not now you're bad. Right. It's not coming from a place of love and compassion. It's coming from a place of the order of the world, which is her whole worldview. Well, and I thought there was going to be this part, this part to it where uh, he was, there was going to be a problem because, you know, he's got these white parents and he has this, you know, kind of pretty, pretty tough, uh, african-american teacher and i'm thinking that that's going to play into it at some point that it's going to be like this you know i mean it played into it as and she she was always like you all got to be better than you think you have to be Mm -hmm. you know just just to survive and just to to qualify to be in this world right because it's so hard um, but I thought it would. I thought it would play out more. I thought he would call her on it, maybe. I think because um, I, I, I like this that they're both because the two sides here, the the white they have the white parents, the white principal, um, the, the black friend, the Asian mm-hmm. girl. But like it's two black leads from different backgrounds, different belief systems, and you're right. They don't really talk about either of their like or his is a little bit, but like they don't talk about like that. They don't talk about the race thing until that thing at the end when they're both like. You know what I'm talking about. No, I know what you're talking about, and you don't know. Like, no, you you don't understand. Right. Like that whole thing at the end is when we we get to that when it blows up, when yeah. it explodes, catharsis. That's good. Yeah. Um, at the end, where they had that parent teacher conference, and um, Harriet was like, "Wait, let me get Stephanie. She's in my classroom, and she like told me something." I thought the uh, whole thing was gonna turn, and it was gonna be like Harriet was going no. crazy or something. I was. Oh, you thought she was going crazy? Like it was going to be like a like a psycho thriller? Yeah, I thought it was going to be something like that, <laughs> just for a split second, and then oh. it could have been. That's the thing is, it could have. There, there was there were so many things that were there were like the mechanics of that. There scene were little dr- so little dri- like dressings in there where you could see it go that way. I I always felt it was pretty grounded, so like I never got to that point where it was like this is going to be like someone. Right. Th- no one's going to get murdered in this. No one's going to get taken away in a straitjacket. Although the the one sister probably should have been. Um, <laughs> the, the, like actually, someone was tased. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, but that was. <laughs> A different different context. Um, all right, so let's let's yeah. get back on the traditional review track here. The visual and sound, uh, Mama K. What do you have? The visual and sound. You know, it must have worked really well because all I can think of is that I was so engrossed in the story and the characters that I didn't really concentrate on it. I mean, it just seems it's. I didn't find anything super extraordinary about anything. I don't think maybe this is the weak point of it. Um, but even saying that seems wrong. You would think, but I um, say again, second viewing. Oh, there's some things. There's some good stuff. Yeah. Well, I know that music, music wise, I did notice there is a lot of you know there the background music and the background noise that's happening is really important, and it's all you know suited to what's happening in the scene. I mean, the the visuals are there are things that are stark about it when she discovers that her house has been vandalized and she's got you know something written on the her back door yes. it was like okay that was really startling uh because i was like damn he's really making <laughs> he's making this happen but it's not him but it's, but it's him <laughs> you know 
but it's him yeah and this is not a murder mystery this is not you know this is not a horror film but those things were very uh those were visceral those were startling you're right yeah you know what thinking as i'm saying things out loud there are there are many scenes that are like that the scene with her sister in in the grocery uh, store Oh, oh God! I forgot about the dude. The way story. they're introduced to talking story. to each oh, yeah. other, it's so good. It's so simple. It's so it's good. Like, it's like Liz planned great. it. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking terrifying. Because he's diabolical. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and and the only one who knows at this point is Harriet. <sighs> Harriet knows. <laughs> She's like, I know everything. Oh, so good. Um, what were you talking about? The the, yeah. the, or the which okay. that she destroys the house or the when she's in the school? I mean, because those are also both really well. Like the house when the house is destroyed from the sister that that's a tense scene when she's walking down. So yeah. You don't know what you're about to walk into, and then you oh, walk yeah. into her being yeah. crazy. No, and it went and it and it ends up being something totally innocuous. You know what I mean? I mean relative to the story. Yeah, in relative um, terms, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I think there are parts of the movie that just seem so movie-like that I don't think about. You know what I mean? Like the times when they're talking at their house and they're, uh, you know, they're, it's like it would be the same as talking at our house. We're just sitting there, you know, at the at the island making eggs and, right. you know, all of that stuff. But that all lends itself to the story. I'm, you know, I'm going to go flat four across for this because I don't really have a strong, strong feeling, but it has to work because if it doesn't work, none of this works. What do you got, Jess? So. I'm like I'm pretty spot on with with Mama K like grade grade wise in, the, in her explanation. Um, there's no big scenes that pop into my head that I like I want to replay just randomly, um, but it it all works together so well. Um, like just her like peering and what and following him to the forest or I'm sorry not the forest the woods like that was a good scene. The visuals really made it so. You knew that he didn't know that she was behind him, but you're just like, where is he going? And then the random mm-hmm. shed, stuff like that. And then, like she said, it was all normal scenes. Like, you'd be at your house, you'd be at school, you'd be at your teacher's house. And nothing was, like, ex- like spectacular or anything, but it just it pieced together so well. And for the music choice, I distinctly remember, like, that tribal music they play. It, I mean, yes. it sounds kind of mm-hmm. tribal. I know the exact it, it, track you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't overly do it for me. I see, like, now I'm watching a lot of movies, like, I feel like that kind of stuff is more apparent now. Um, and I think they're trying to be creative and different. And, I mean, it, it was good, but I'm not like, oh, like, this sound again, I really like it. So, yeah, I moved to four. <laughs> yeah, um, so I pointed out all the scenes that I liked the, uh, a good amount. And um, it, that, that sound you're talking about is the dun. Yeah, that's that is done throughout the movie at all the pivotal parts. And there's actually the part right before the scene you've talked a lot about, Jess, the the parent teacher conference uh, on steroids um, with the principal. <laughs> it's <laughs> the before that scene. Like I, th- I can't remember what had just happened in the scene prior. It was something something kind of on a smaller scale. But this is like the w- one of the big climax moments, and that's the song they choose to play. And they're zooming it. It's the and they're coming in on the cheerleaders, and the cheerleaders are all doing it to the beat of the music. Oh, we yeah, see everyone yeah. getting ready. Yeah, Loose yeah. at the track. We see um, uh, Octavia Spencer going down the hallway. We see the two parents coming down the hallway to different angle everyone's like making their way there and the whole time that song's going and the cheerleaders doing things like you ready it's game time and they're like oh like the second time coming in you know the scene that's about to come up so you're like oh it's game time it's it's gonna be great um things yeah things like that and uh, in addition to all the other scenes i already mentioned it's it, a movie like this shouldn't have like a super high visual and sound. It should just be something innocuous. It should be, I think I've said it on another show, three and move on. Like it's competent, it's fine, it gets the job done. No, this is above average. This is a four or five. This movie has no right to be as um as as engaging visually and with its with its sounds as it, as it is. Um, but it just editing. I think the editing yeah. too. I don't really think about editing hardly ever. But as I was watching this movie, I thought about that and i i don't know what i would change it all seemed pretty small details too the girl the girl talks about how she loves that caramel frappuccino thing and she has like three a day and then later on we see her about to go into the meeting with octavia spencer's and she's she's got got the caramel frappuccino yeah like like it's like there's you know there's just tons of such good details um 
so let's let's talk about the cathartic explosion experience at the end. So um, after the the scene where basically everyone's turned on Harriet and everyone's on Team Loose, including the principal, fireworks explode in her desk. Uh, school is put on hold for the day, and we have a couple of different scenes here. First, we have uh, Amy and Peter, uh, Luce's parents. They like Amy's another good visual. Amy's frantically looking under that one uh, cupboard that she hides. Cover. Uh, and then Luce is like, said stupidly, like, "Are you hiding Christmas presents?" Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing at the. That's not stupidly at no. all. That's him like admitting everything right and he's, there. And he gives the like, "I think we need just a, a fresh start." Don't you agree? I was like, "Oh, like, Amy, you picked the wrong side here." I don't know this if you want to live everyone. the rest of your life with this guy. Um, no, so, but I was talking about the scene before that where <laughs> where Amy and you were telling this just earlier is like telling Peter yeah. like are you on our side? Like, you need to be on our side. Like, I'm on our son's uh, side. Yeah. There's no negotiation. And he's like, fine, I'm on your side. Like, he doesn't want to do it, but he's at this point, he's in too deep after... after. Right, and she makes him... Yeah, she makes him clarify what she right. mean, what he means. Like, our family's side. I'm on our family's Because after side, that last so. meeting with the principal and, and Harriet, there's no turning back. They've already, they've already said, like, what fireworks? I don't know what you're talking about, and we all know full well. So then, then we go to the, between the uh, the the loose Amy scene and the Amy Peter scene is the loose Harriet scene, which is loose shows up to their house. She's like, "Oh, D- Deshaun and I, we pulled our money and got you flowers." You know, more like bullshit, like loose bullshit. Yep. And she just throws <laughs> it on the ground. She's like, "No, you, we're fucking done. I'm fucking done with this." They have their their big. She's allergic. Yeah, she's allergic. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and uh, he comes in the house, and they have the, they have their ideological face off, where Luce is talking about like the pressures they put on me. I never asked for this. This isn't fair to me. And and why why have you uh, screwed Deshaun? And you defend me like none. And like they look at me. Right. They don't look at me like like with like pride. They look at me like I want his shit. Like I like I don't like. It's not it's not easy being on this pedestal, and it's not fair that you put me here and she's like oh too fucking bad like you you you're complaining right now about this like you we i didn't put you in this box no one put you in this box except for the way the world is the way america is the way society is and tough shit you have to deal with it i have to deal with it like so they have like their ideological thing like he's like i i didn't ask for this This isn't fair to me and she's like you know, this is how it is, and you're fucking count your lucky stars that that I that you're in this position and you're not Deshaun. And then her her, her finishing maneuver, her her big her signature move at the end when he's accusing her of like ter- eating eating her own, basically being a race traitor. She's like, oh yeah, who was running all your errands while you were uh, establishing alibis? And he 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 stumbles for the first time. We we don't we don't ever see right. loose lost for words he's like who who was running your errands while you were where you were out drinking and smoking so that you could show that little video it's his fucking little lackeys that he he doesn't he uses them just like she would use any of her students as an example to show how the world is so it's a good good gut punch scene and then we get the the mom following him the banging in the the woods um and the the final shot is is loose jogging he gets angry when he's yeah. jogging, and then we we cut. Um, he also did the speech, the speech he's been practicing about the not being able to pronounce the name, and you know, obviously much different context now with that speech. Now that we've been given this this hour and fifty minute ride, uh, the resonance and feel. Whose turn is it, Jess? Jess, what do you got? Uh, solid cinco. I'm I'm definitely <laughs> gonna think of. I'm gonna watch this again, which I rarely do. Watch movies twice, um, and I'm gonna oh, it's, think it's about this it. for a while, just because it. All that stuff that crawls under your skin, it stays there. It's not going to get out of your skin. So you're going to think about this for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just brilliantly done. Um, so much manipulation in this. And, like, it could have gone so many ways. And thinking about all the characters' motivations, um, it, it's all there. Uh, the, the, it was fantastic. The writer did a fantastic job. Um I don't know how they could have even made this better. I don't have any suggestions because I think <laughs> it was just done so well. There you go. I'm okay. Yeah, it's a five for me too. I, I'm, I'm oh, we had all the same uh, scores. Again. Oh, rock on, girl. <laughs> um, I can't wait to um, talk about this with the person at work who recommended it to me because I know that she is very passionate about it and 
I didn't want to tell her that I was seeing it because I wanted to wait to make sure it was something I was going to be like, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, and it definitely. I mean, the episode's going to come out, is. so if she ever listens, she's she'll be like, oh, that's that movie that I recommended. I wonder. <laughs> I mean, I know her husband does, but I'm not really sure she knows podcasting. But this might be her entree into it. She she might do yeah, this. Get us some new listenership. Um, so, yeah, let's go new listeners. Tell your friends. I have everybody. to say the. Um, <laughs> Even people that you might disagree with. Um, one of the end shots where he's doing his his speech um, and they pan to everyone in the audience. I am just struck by that, honestly. That's like a thing that's sticking with me. When, you know, just as it's sticky, it's really sticky. And for some reason that was, and I think the reason is, is because they're panning from person to person to person. And every one of these people know that he is a manipulative bullshitter. Uh, he's smart. I mean, okay. He's and but he is just all of them know that they've either lied for him or lied for him and done his bidding or just, you know, plain thrown their own life away. It's like, God, what? This is devastating to see these people. And when they show them in the audience, everyone's smiling just like mm-hmm. like they're expected to because everyone fits in the box. Mm-hmm. So Everyone takes their place. It's it's a Bong Juno movie. <laughs> I looked up this. I looked up this director, and he's done two other. He's done directed two other films. One is called "The Girl Is in Trouble." I've never seen that. And then he did "The Cloverfield Paradox," which is widely panned as the worst Cloverfield movie. Um, but I've not seen either, <laughs> so I can't give. Uh, he didn't write that though. He might have just been like hired to do that. This seemed more of a of a passion project. So. Yeah, uh, what do we call it when all of us have solid Senkos? The, 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 the fiesta, the solid fiesta, or what is it? Because that's what's going on here. It's five for me as well. Um, yeah, it's juicy. I, I, I was going to just watch this a second time just to skim through it, just to remember it, because I saw this for the first time about a week and a half ago, so I wanted to be fresh. And I just found myself watching it, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, more. Like, oh, it's so... Because there's, no, there's so few lulls. Like, it's so... Like it's, I'll be sitting there tense for like forty five minutes, and I'll be like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta kind of fast forward through some of these scenes because we don't have time to." There's nothing to fast forward through. I know. I'm like, I guess I'll fa- I fast forwarded through her walking around the school naked because I at least get what that is. But it's only two minutes, and it's effective the first time. So, like, uh, yeah, um, not much more to add. It's it's really impressive, and Luce is so interesting to the character because he's not only is he smart, he's he's hardworking. Like he's everything you should be, except yes. he's fucking soci- evil sociopath. He's, 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 he's evil. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, it takes, it kind of takes balls to, to make, you know, this person with a tragic backstory who is like, the, the, he's the gold, the golden boy, except he's really not like, it's, it's a, it's a ballsy move. And I like the choice. Um, it makes you wonder, uh, or at least I'm thinking about it now. It makes you wonder whether or not the fact that, you know, up until he, he was 10 years old, he was trained as a child soldier. Did that, of course it affects you, but did that make him hyper aware of how to do this? Did that make him smart? Do you know what I'm saying? I think. What was it that. Well, I'm thinking like, you know, he might have a predisposition to be smart because I'm sure there are plenty of other child soldiers he was kidnapped with who. Right. Just, you know, it's terrible. But like, because. Yeah, he, they must run the gamut of idiots to brilliant, too. Right. So and he was, you like know, everything else. if you're a smart kid and you're forced into a situation like that and you're, and you're, you're, you've got the smart and scrap to survive. And you're gonna come away with it, and now you got this cushy life with these two, these two like rich white parents in a nice school that everyone loves you. I mean, yeah, you the you're, the the world is at your feet. Like you have you you're gonna feast. Like you're gonna do you're gonna do all whatever you want because you've you've been through more at the age of seven than all these people have in their whole life. And you and you got the 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 wherewithal and the smarts and the and the and the grit and the wit to to deal with it. Yeah, of course he's just. Okay, can I ask? Let me ask one more question. I feel like I'm going to talk about this forever, but I have to ask this question: Why did he have fireworks in his locker? What? <laughs> Why did he have fireworks in his locker in the first place? Oh, right. Was he, I was he that's planning this? All, to make was this story go? Is this like a Palpatine level plan? Yeah. Was maybe he to... because I guess he would. He maybe he wrote it because. 
No, yeah, because yeah, I think he knew here. that Harriet would probably look in his locker since he and she, he wrote that essay to right like lower her. And he knows to how it. to push her buttons. He knows how to push her buttons, so he probably it used all the started right. because of the the weed thing. If she never called That's the true. police about it, none think, of this would have happened. I think this was a. It was. I think it might have been bait. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I think that he knew that if she, he wrote an essay like that, and he, she probably would have had motive to look in his locker and she he just planted that oh so God. she would i'm even more scared of him now than i was it's tense from so. the beginning like every scene like well, I know, when we first see her she's cross-armed even... in the back of the auditorium like we already know that they have tension before a single word is spoken between them but like yeah i think more think about it now they said twice so many things to think about you can't even catch it all i think bait yeah especially with the with the with the with the weed in the other locker and yeah all right, are we going to oh. recommend Loose, Mama K? Absolutely. See this movie. And then talk with us about it, because there's more. There's more. I'm sure there's more. more. <laughs> there's, there's, there's too much. I'm surprised we kept it under... Yeah. under. We're only at an hour we're right trying. now. We're we could have gone close. forever. Yeah. Jess, are you recommending yeah, Loose? Good. Yeah, hands down, no question. Uh, you should go watch it and yeah, tell us what you think. Yeah, E3 strong recommends. I think a better question would be if this came out in 2019, how does this fare in our top of the year rankings? What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, why was this not widely released? Is my question. This was a great movie. <laughs> it's not always the the merit yeah. of the movie. It's uh, how many superheroes you can stuff in there. Well, there was also, I mean, there was a <laughs> What? Were... So you trying to make a metaphor? <laughs> No, just I'm saying superhero. How many superheroes can you? How, how many dumb superhero movies? You can have a terrible movie, but if it has you know a, a blue hedgehog from a video game, you're good. Like you're gonna you're gonna make five hundred million dollars. You make this, you're going straight <laughs> oh, to Hulu. You're talking money wise. Okay, I was thinking Oscar wise, like not money wise. I was thinking you're just Oscar. trying to make this huge metaphor. No, I was being a little more obvious <laughs> that. Yeah, if you're if you're a big giant studio property that is probably nine times out of ten owned by Disney, you're going to be in the theaters. And if you're not, you're going to fight for scraps like like some of the other really great movies that were not in theaters. This shouldn't have been scrappy. Octavia Spencer should have been nominated for an Oscar. Period. A lot of this should have been up for stuff, but uh, nope, ignored, yeah. swept. <laughs> uh. I love the Oscars this year. I love that Parasite won so much because it was my favorite film of 2019. Yes. But. This didn't. This gets nothing. It was our favorite film. Uh, it was. It was our collective favorite. film. Yes, it, that is that is yeah. that is true. What is it? I, this I don't think this would have broke my top five. It might. I mean, it maybe it would have kicked Endgame out just because Endgame was more of a like a like a what is it like Stop. Golden Watch at the end of thirty five years kind of pick. Um, I but, think uh, this last, and last I Lost Wednesday. My Body probably would have made my top five of twenty nineteen if we had done it mm, earlier. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. 1917, 1917 would have definitely eked in. I don't know that this would have broken it though, because there it's too much. I don't. I, I already don't know which I'd kick. What I would kick out of my top five. It was hard. The last last year was good. So, um, yeah. okay, yeah. So three strong recommends for loose. Uh, we are into March now, which means uh, we got onward. We've got uh, Mulan. Uh, I think Invisible Man. We're still doing that. So. Wendy. Wendy, yes, Wendy. If that goes wide, I'm not. I gotta check to make sure that's wide right now, as 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 of this recording. Um, I would love to do it, but there's a chance that it won't go wide because you get the loose treatment. You never know. You get swept away and we'll never see it. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? There's something at the end that I forgot. Quiet place. Did I say that? No. Quiet place two. Yeah, quiet place two. Yep, that mm-hmm. could be interesting. Uh, and uh, we'll try to find some other things. Also, uh, we're doing a new thing where uh, I think I've told all the other co-hosts this at some point. We've talked about it off air, but uh, once a month we will have a movie or uh, that that one of our hosts chooses. We take turns every month. And uh, it's not a discussion. It's not a debate. They, it's whatever they want to watch. They can force it upon us. They can be nice. They can do whatever they want. Uh, and this first month of this <laughs> of this pilot try will be Mama K. So Mama K in March will find one of our slots. You can pick any movie. <sighs> any. You know, I was thinking, uh, do we want any movie? I was thinking maybe a TV show episode or a documentary. We never do documentaries. A short. I'm thinking anything you want to assign everyone. Just kind of put the power in one person's okay. So, so there you go. Mama K will. As long as it's available, right? Is that what you're? As long as it's available. Yeah, I mean, let's let's watch. keep it reasonably available. Um, 
I think that's right. I think that's more fair. That way, the listeners too can can keep up with us, and we can let them know. That's, what that's yeah. Gonna be. I want them to be able to. We'll tell yeah, them like a few absolutely. episodes ahead of time. You know, probably should have had this discussion off air, but that's fine. We kind of talked about it a little bit, so well, okay. Ooh, we'll cool. be picking her thing to force all of us to watch in March, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what that will be, and then we'll take turns <laughs> once a month. Remember, okay, if you choose something mean, Jess has got lots of horror movies in her in her bank. <laughs> she can spring <laughs> on you. <laughs> I'm not going to be that mean. I've already got my pick for June. Yeah, me either. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be cruel. Eh, we'll see. If you guys want to reach out to us, Films with Women in My Life on Facebook, you can reach out to me individually on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost, and you can always email the show with questions, suggestions, and anything else at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on for loose. I told you you'd like this one. I was like, it's been a schlog, but you guys will yep. enjoy this one. You're so, right. Yeah. No, so good. Thank God. Thank God we had one we can, we can gush about. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Follow us on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod, and check out our website, FilmsWithTheWomen.Libsyn.Com. That's FilmsWithTheWomen.L-I-B-S-Y-N.Com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio.